you're listening to the Welcome Home podcast, powered by H6 Homes of La Rosa. Listen in weekly as the team provides key insights into the local Central Florida housing market and aims to empower sellers and buyers with tips, strategies, and market knowledge so they can accomplish their real estate goals. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more great insights into our unique way of helping home buyers and sellers. Here's today's show. Welcome to the Welcome Home Podcast. My name is Eric Mieles, and I am excited. It is a new year. We are ready to, um, what would you say, Alex? Just reintroduce uh, yeah, the podcast? Yeah, re- reintroduce, uh, rejuvenate, redo what we do. Because, um, you know, like, like the whole world, right? We've been out for over 12 months when it comes to the podcast due to a number of reasons. And so I think what we wanted to do is reintroduce the show um, talk a little bit, let everyone know we're back. We've never really gone anywhere. We've been so busy. Um, but um, we just wanted to reintroduce the show, reintroduce the team, and reintroduce two new members or introduce two new members of the team. Yeah, so let me start. M- for anyone who doesn't know, my name is Eric Mellis. I am a team member of the H6 Homes team of La Rosa. I'm joined by my fellow team members here today, Alex. Hey, everybody. Abraham Mendez. What is going on, guys? Welcome back. And then our two newest team members, as Alex mentioned, Emil. Hi. <laughs> and Alex. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Fantastic. Yeah. That's so great. so I, I think today, as Alex mentioned, we are just going to really talk a little bit about what's been going on. What have we all been up to, right? Uh, 2020 was a year that no one expected, obviously. And um, with some new changes that have been done for the team we just wanted to let everybody know where we stand and most importantly as Alex said talk a little bit to Alex and Emil the newest team members of H6 Homes yeah absolutely guys so first and foremost welcome to the team right thank you thank you you. um just so the listeners know who you are tell everyone a little bit about yourselves what you did prior to real estate you know what's on your kind of your on your plate right now cool so I'll lead it off right here um my name is Alex by the way I am 22 years old just turned 22 I currently go to UCF. I'm studying finance. And in the meantime, I decided it'd be best if I got my license because I have grown up around this my whole life. And I don't feel that I'm necessarily new to this business just because I've always been listening into my dad. And um, Who is your dad? <laughs> y- you're my dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that everybody knows. Alex. That's what yeah, so no, definitely so far we've been working and licensed for six months now and it's been great. I don't regret anything that I've done and it's just been a really fun process and everyone has been great helping and teaching us along the way so it's been good cool yeah one thing he forgot to mention is that we're a couple yep oh yeah (laughs) I like to emphasize that but um my name is Emil and this is my partner Alex and um we are a team like you said and I what I was doing before real estate was I was working in lending as a loan officer's assistant for two years and I was studying marketing, and now I'm actually in real estate, as obviously. But I'm going back into the finance side and getting my license to be a loan officer. So, so cool, so cool. One of the things I wanted to, to mention, too, about you guys is everybody knows that we're a team, right? We're a strong team. Um, we have different members of the team that do different things. But what I like is that you're a team under the team. And so you guys, in the six months that you've been working, have really seen a lot of different things come through um, in the short time you've been in the business. And what I like is that 
you guys work together to, to make it happen. Um, Emil, with your marketing background and your lending background, you're able to do a lot of the things that most new agents wouldn't do. And then Alex, like you mentioned, um, because you've kind of been around this and listened to us talk and you kind of know the ins and outs superficially, you've also been able to uh, navigate through some issues that you've had in the short time you know, you've been in the business as far as everyday issues when it comes to real estate. Sure. You know? Mm -hmm. So congrats guys on joining the team and uh you know we're we're happy to have you guys. We yeah. are we yeah. are happy to have you. Yeah, you've you. been great. Yeah. And we definitely appreciate all of you for all the help and all the support. It's funny that you say that too because in the six months that we have been doing this, I feel like I keep hearing that we're not doing normal things, like normal things aren't occurring. So like we have specific deals that go a certain way and they're not the typical way a normal deal goes and it's just kind of been like a learning process and it's good that it's happening to us early because we're learning along the way and how to handle certain situations when they occur because they're going to occur again at some point absolutely. so it's good to learn them now rather than later yeah, yeah. absolutely i want to mention something real quick so um i have coffee with a, a lot of newer agents and a lot of times they'll ask me um, my opinion on different structures within real estate, you know, boutique brokerages, big box brokerages, teams, etc. And I always tell them, if I were to go back and start my career off, I truly, and I don't just say this because we have a team, I truly would have started on a team. And, and, I, and I think there's so much value to the team model as it relates to residential real estate sales. It, it enables um, agents to have a support system from day one. And it also allows them to be in the game, not just on the sidelines looking in. Because it's completely different when new agents are in real estate school um, and then they get to become part of a brokerage and then they're off on their own. No matter even if that brokerage has a ton of support, it's not quite the same as having true partners and mentors alongside with you every single day being able to learn and uh, and grow while you're, you're you're doing real estate you know yeah i want to say something to piggyback off of that not only does it help the agent but it helps the client um experience a better way of real estate through a newer agent so maybe alex will get into it later but a lot of clients look for seasoned agents right and mm -hmm. so what happens is when they figure out or know or maybe sense that the agent is newer just from the answers they're getting from the questions, the client may feel reluctant to work with a newer agent. However, because you're a new agent with an established su support system, you're able to convey the information to the client properly or the right answers with confidence because you know you have a backing of experience and that allows the client to experience the transaction a lot more smooth, which will allow your business to grow so much more faster, you know? It's, it's absolutely correct. Uh, when I came into the business, uh, like Eric was saying, uh, I came into the team. Um, and my experience has been having Alex and having Eric uh, as the, the senior members of the team. I was able to piggyback on their experiences over the you know, many years they've been in the business and little by little uh, gain that experience from them and be able to uh, put into play for customers to see that I wasn't just a rookie in the business. I had uh, uh, partners uh, in the background that were able to assist me in whatever situation uh, came up because when you get your license, 
you have absolutely zero idea uh, what is out there. Uh, you hit the street running and hoping that you can get some deals, but when you get these deals, you don't know about you know the, the differences and 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 what's going to happen during that transaction, whether it's a problem with appraisals or, or inspections or how to deal with those issues. Um, so it's it's absolutely been a blessing for at least me to be part of the team. And uh, like Eric said, if, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it exactly the same way. Yeah, I appreciate that, Evan. It's so it's so true what you say. Um, you've experienced it. We've all experienced it, you know. Um, when I got in the business, I didn't have that. And so I learned a lot of what I know now just through mistakes, trial and error, you know, bumps in the road. And so it is a blessing to have a support system even now uh, after, you know, 17, 18 years in the business. It's it's a blessing for me to have a support system like you guys and and even you guys, you know, because what's funny is uh, Alex and Emil are new to the business. However, they bring something to our team that Absolutely. we didn't, we didn't yep. have before, yep. you know, which is that that marketing background, that youth um mentality now um not that we're old right but yeah i was a little yeah, i was a little well, offended i was, like, a little offended. Know, I, I was <laughs> thinking about that i know i'm in my saying. 40s now but i mean you know i, I still feel young but, I, but I know, I know you know saying. coming out of school coming out of college they have that fresh sure. uh look at life and so um it's been it's been a blessing to have you guys too in this short period of time sure. not only that i mean we get to go on vacations now yeah right so yeah. if a deal comes up <laughs> you go on vacation and you know that your files your clients are in good hands yeah so yeah, good job, good job, guys, on the short time and um, and so let yeah. me ask you a question. Now that we're you know we've introduced you and kind of got your background, in the short time you've been in the business, what's been some of your experiences? What are you experiencing out there on the, on the street or you know out there on the road with with clients um, purchasing homes? I can tell you what we're not experiencing, Go and ahead. that's inventory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get into that in a minute, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think inventory, it's kind of hard because, like, you want to find your clients the dream home, and it's being more challenging than I'm assuming prior to what happened last year, COVID. So um, it is a bit challenging, and we have to always let our clients know up front that what's going on in the market, which is a very, very, very lack of inventory. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing, too, is we are seeing different types of buyers, buyers that hear the good things are happening in the market so they're just in it and immediately they just want to see homes that's it they just want to see homes but they don't understand that this market is very demanding and you have to take the proper steps in order to be successful in purchasing a home so i've or we've run into a lot of people who don't really understand that and they end up getting frustrated because they go see this house they are kind of pushing away the financing side and then they lose it and then they're like, what am I doing this for? So Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of helping them understand what's happening and educating them like Eric likes to say. That's right, yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language, right? And um, uh, emotion is a huge deal um, when it comes to buying a home. Uh, A lot of people, you know, for investors, there's more of a logic side of things because they're evaluating a deal and its performance. But when you talk about... Um, purchasing your first, second, third home where your family's going to reside, there's a ton of emotion. And you're, you're right, Alex, because people allow that emotion to override any logic, and they will make mistakes. And especially in a market that moves so fast, like the one we're in now, um, we, as you mentioned, like to really 
pull them back just a little and make sure they're taking the precautionary steps necessary so that they don't make the mistakes that we see a lot of people make in this market and in, in buying a home in general, you know? So some good points there. Yeah, points. absolutely. Um, what you say a lot is people treat this as a, an event, not a process. And so I'm glad you guys brought that up. Abe, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. You've been in the business a number of years. Uh, what are you experiencing or how are you navigating with your buyers the shortage of inventory when you go and y y get a new buyer, new client? How do you get them from A to B with the inventory levels we're seeing now? Well, first of all, to address what uh, Alex was talking about, um, we, at least on my side, I try to continuously educate these people from day one, the, our buyers or our sellers, on what's going on in the market. You know, and, and we need to at least set the ground um, with what's going on first before we even start purchasing or selling. Um, on the inventory side, uh, there is a, there's a huge problem. Um, we have, at least in my community right now, normally there's, there's 55 homes for sale in my community, average. <coughs> right now there's seven, and that has been the average for the last six, seven months, yeah. which is insane. Um, you know, so what are the things that I do? Um, you know, I, if I see an empty house, I, I go track it down. I, I, I knock on doors. Um, if I find a buyer who is looking for that specific type of model, in that specific community, I'll either knock on doors, I'll call everybody I possibly can. I've actually driven to places of work to get phone numbers for the sellers or the owners of the home to see if they want to sell the property. We are going above and beyond uh, what we've had to do in the past because that's what the times are calling for. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We have to be creative um, and we have to be persistent. Mm -hmm. Inventory levels, um, you know, this is what we're talking about right now in this in this episode, right? Inventory levels and market conditions, they're extremely low. I mean, it's something that I think we haven't experienced ever, the, lo the, the lowest li inventory level that we're seeing at the moment. Um, it's not that people aren't s putting their homes on the market. It's that there's such a high demand from the buyer side that the homes that do get listed, if they're listed at the right price, if they're in great condition, that coupled with the interest uh, rates that we're seeing at the moment, those properties are lasting two, three days on the market. If that. If that, right. And so with the amount of buyers that are out on the street, there's not enough homes continuing to come on the market. Um, I can tell you one thing that I've been doing. I've been very persistent in um, reaching back out to people that I knew a year ago when mm -hmm. COVID first hit that were considering possibly selling and they went on hold and those people are starting to come back on the market now however like i just said you know we do list them and then within four or five days they're gone so i wanted to um me alex and emil were talking prior to um us starting the show and um yesterday i had one of the smoothest transactions that i've ever had in my career and as i was leaving the title company i was thinking what contributed to this buyer having such a, a great process and their ability to get a home in a market like this? And I came up with three things real quick. Mm -hmm. Number one was speed. Speed, speed, speed. And, and I like to say speed is necessary in a market like this that moves so fast. But speed without education equals regret. Speed with education equals confidence. And confidence is necessary in order to move with speed and make the moves you need to make in a market like this. Number two, terms. Terms are so vital. 
So we still see buyers out there that maybe they haven't gotten the education necessary when they go on their shopping um, phase of the process and they're still thinking, for example, they can get 20 grand off list on a home that has 10 offers on day one. We're still thinking that buyers could get 6% in closing costs just because FHA, a loan product, allows it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we're still thinking we can structure uh, a 70-day close because someone has a lease coming due and they want to time it perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. And terms matter so much for your offer to even be competitive in the multiple offer scenarios that we find most homes in. And then lastly, cooperation. Not a lot of people talk about this. The buyer needs to be cooperating with all of the players on their team because many people fail to realize when it comes to buying a home, it is a team group effort. There are so many hands on deck that ultimately are helping that buyer accomplish this goal of buying a house. And if, for example, you have a heavy work demand, understandably so, you have kids, you have a life, at the same time, you have timelines that have to be met. You have to give your loan officer your whole life in terms of documents. And if you haven't carved out that discipline and time, you are behind the eight ball and you're missing timelines that are crucial to potentially put you in financial risk of losing the house and losing money, right? So cooperation is vital. So those were three things that I summed up that don't get a lot of um, discussion points but are vital to what we do every single day, helping buyers buy homes in this market. Yeah, absolutely. Got anything to add to that? No, I, I totally agree. I, uh, well, I for a second, I thought I did so great. I shut the show down. <laughs> no one said nothing. I was waiting for applause. I thought it was fantastic. You know, you did fantastic. Thank you. Um, thank you. The, the plug, the, plug, the, uh, the, plug some applause into yeah, that. Spot yes, again. yes. The thing that you said about speed is uh, that's when I said setting the foundation at the beginning is that where you that's where you set your foundation. You you express that the first step you have to do is get qualified. If you wait for qualification till after you see a house, it's too late. Sure. They, they've, they've had multiple offers already. There's yep. absolutely zero chance of you getting that, that place. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, guys, on the, on, the, on the list side, I can tell you this too. When I get multiple offers, Eric and I had a little conversation about this last week. When I get multiple offers, just like Eric said, it's about terms. Mm -hmm. What we see in this type of market is agents don't even educate themselves sometimes. And what I mean by that is, when they find themselves and their buyer in a multiple offer situation, they think the only way to get that is to drive the price up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, when I see that, I already know more or less where that house is gonna appraise. And so, if I get an agent that sends me an offer that drives the price up fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 just because they wanna secure the property, but the terms in the contract aren't as strong as maybe another one that's gonna appraise, I mean, what do you think's gonna happen there? You know, it's something that we have to really look at and think about when structuring offers because when I'm on the list side representing my seller, that's exactly what I look for, strong terms in the contract. Well, let me ask you a question, Alex. You just said that somebody's offering fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 above and, uh, the asking price. You know, w when we get offers, we have to present them to the sellers. How do you explain that to the seller? Exactly how I just said. We, we may run into a problem uh, with an appraisal. Mm -hmm. This contract that's written $20,000 above uh, list price may have very little money down with very long inspection periods. Um, you know, it's just, it's very specific to the contract. The other thing that I look for is in that situation, there may be a buyer that's willing to waive some of the appraisal uh, sh shortage if there is one. 
And so again, back to terms, right? How strong can you make that offer for your for your buyer? Absolutely. So yeah. basically, in simpler terms, just because you're bumping up the price doesn't necessarily mean the deal is even going to happen. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. A lot of agents think that let's secure let's secure the house, mm-hmm. let's let's offer them twenty thousand dollars more, fifteen thousand dollars more. Let's secure it, and then we'll renegotiate that during inspections. And in my personal experience, I don't I don't work that way because I already know that that tactic, that strategy, and then all it does is backfire on everyone because when the appraisal doesn't come back and they want to renegotiate, the seller may not be willing to. And so why waste two weeks if we can address it right up front? You know, it's, yeah. it's the way I address sure. it. Well, here, here is the, the negative about that is, is you as a, as a seasoned agent uh, with many years in this business know that and know the process, can, can look at the differences in these offers and identify them and, and present them properly to the seller. However, there's so many agents in this market that are brand new to this and uh, they won't know how to explain that to the client yep. they won't know how to present and say listen it was not going to appraise and this is why they'll actually end up taking that offer that's 15 dollars higher and then you know 25 days into the deal the appraisal gets done and it gets shut down right and they yeah. got to start over and start over mm-hmm. yeah correct it's a waste of two weeks you know um we just recently experienced a, a property appraisal issue and um in, in my opinion, and even to my surprise, in the buyer's agent's opinion, the appraisal was grossly under undervalued or, or underpriced for the property. And so we challenged the appraisal, and um, we were able to come to terms uh, at, at a, a price that was $7,000 off of our contract price versus the appraiser's original appraisal that was $30,000 wow. below value. Wow. And so... Again, as an agent that's been in the business a long time, we're able to navigate these, you know, challenges, and they're not they're not out of the ordinary, right? This is something we experience every day. Sure. Even in in healthy markets, we experience appraisal issues, and so these are some of the benefits that you guys will see uh, working with a team, which mm-hmm. obviously Abe has experienced that we've all experienced, and so um, yeah, I, I really, you know, I really just want people to understand that. It's really important to educate yourself about the process. It's really important to work with someone that knows the process or has the support system to go back to. Um, because at the end of the day, as a, as a customer or a client, the goal is to get to the finish line. And what, what use is it to go through all these exercises if we can't even get to the finish line? So that's always my goal, that's always my target make sure that I can get my client that hired me to do a specific job to the finish line with as little stress as possible, um, smooth and easy transaction. Those are my goals. I have a question. Um, I'm curious with Alex and Emil, what has been the most challenging part of navigating this market that you've found so far? And I know you said inventory earlier, um, but from the direct contact that you've had with your clients in navigating the market, outside of inventory so i think that's an interesting question because we have never seen a normal market Mm -hmm. so this is all we know so to us i feel like it's not like that different Mm -hmm. this is just what we do now but probably just the hardest thing is getting people to understand i'm going to go back to that getting people to understand the importance of being prepared 
Sure. I have to add to that. Um, sometimes we send lists to the clients and they take two, three days to review it or they wait till the weekend or if they're coming from out of town, they're like, oh, I'll be there in a week. Half that list is gone. And it's sure. heartbreaking sure. to tell them like, okay, I sent you 15, 12 of them are gone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So Understood. Understood. Yeah. Absolutely. What's interesting to, to your point, Alex, is you don't know another market. Mm -hmm. So you'll quickly learn. I came into this business in a similar market, um, it was it was a healthy market, but all of a sudden it shot up, right? And then we were experiencing these things that we're experiencing right now. But then I also saw the, the crash, right? The sure. crash of 07, 08. Yep. And so the longer you're in this business, you'll, you'll learn to experience different markets. And all of those experiences will lead you to better understand how to navigate future issues, how to explain to your client how to, you know, deal with these challenges so it's a good it's a good problem to have yeah. um but it won't be like this forever you'll be a better agent because yeah. of yeah. it yeah. yeah you know some of the best agents came from um the downturn of the market yeah i mean right now some of the biggest agents in the country started when the market was at its worst yeah. and they they just grinded through it they learned so much and um they saw what that was and now they're seeing what this is uh, I think just a learning lesson is to never get complacent in a market because a market can shift, right? Um, and you have to navigate good and bads and everything in between. And so um, those are lessons that I've seen. Uh, and I'm sure you have Alex and, and Abe um, from when we started. But, yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. So, guys, you know, let's let's recap. So uh, welcome to the team, guys. Um, again, we are here, we're a team. Um, anybody listening to us right now understands that we don't operate as individuals, right? We have a support system uh, on the buy side, on the list side, on the admin side, on the marketing side now. Um, yep. Anybody listening to us now is gonna really experience some great social media coming up from us as well. Sure, absolutely. And so, you know, I'm really happy and proud to be a part of this team that we all share. And I can't wait for the rest of this year to uh, keep going. Yeah, and I just want to share with the audience what they can expect from us this year. Um, as Alex said, just more social media presence. We want to put out more content because the goal of the H6 Homes team is to really allow the audience an inside look behind the curtain, as I like to say. Right? Have discussion points that you don't really get, if you will, um, when you just have run-of-the-mill real estate stuff out there. Let's really dig deep into so many facets of this business so that the audience is educated, aware, and it allows them to properly navigate, um, no matter what their goal is personally, whenever that's the right time in their life, um, with our content, we aim to just educate and make them aware of all things as it relates to local real estate, yeah. right? Continue to ins educate, inspire, inspire, serve. And serve. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's our right. model. That's our model. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate you all. Thank you. This is great first show. Um, anybody have any parting words before we wrap up and finish? No, just, you know, again, thanks, guys. Um, for those of you listening, check us out at uh, H6Homes on Facebook, on Instagram. My personal uh, Instagram is Alex Vasquez Realtor. My personal Facebook is Alex Vasquez Real Estate. And um, you can see some of the great, uh, we're doing some episodes in, in Bella Lago. We're doing some episodes on what's on tap at Tapestry. Um, we're doing a bunch of stuff, and so I can't wait for people to leave comments and 
and do what they got to do. Just real quick, if 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 nobody knows, um, that's Bella Lago to us. Um, right. You know, no, I I know it sounds uh, cooler as Bella Lago, but I just want to just no, in no, case no, anyone let's, knows. Let's you know? talk that real quick, right? Because <laughs> it's in Spanish and well, Bella. It's Italian. Well, Bella Lago. Okay, so Bella Lago. Bella. Well, I, in Spanish, the two L's are are, are uh, Bella, yeah. Bella. but it's Italian. Well, I, so it was named, um, you know, it's it's Solivita, uh -huh. Bella Lago. It's it's all Italian names. Is that a fact? Correct. Is that fact? That's fantastic. That's cool. I'm gonna stick with Bella Lago for it's those cool. of you listening, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because to me, Bella Lago means beautiful lake. Oh, it is. Oh, no nice. matter what language you right, use. Right. Exactly. Cool. Correct. So. Um, you know, we're doing some great things. Uh, I appreciate you, Abe, because we did a great show. We actually did. Um, and then shout out to our behind-the-scenes master, Lakeya, who's right behind the camera right now. Yes, he um, is. He puts it all together for us. He's awesome. And, um, He's the best. Yeah, we, I can't wait for everybody listening to see some of our stuff. Please comment when you see it and, um, you know, enjoy. Thank you, everyone. Really Thank you that. for listening to another episode of the Welcome Home podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more helpful content on how you can be a better home buyer and seller in today's local real estate market. We look forward to saying hello.